0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Speed of Life show. Today we're talking all about how your energy impacts your success. And in order to help facilitate this conversation, I have brought on a really special guest. Her name is Bree Chima. She is a holistic healer and a nutritionist and she works with Integrating the mind, the emotions, and the physical body all together to be able to live your life's purpose and your ultimate best life. I am so excited to bring you this conversation. We are talking all about that inner voice that tries to tug you in the direction that you're supposed to go, you know, the one that you have no idea what to do with. (laughs) we're also talking about society and this hierarchy that's been made in terms of levels of success and the types of careers we end up choosing. So if any of this is something that you've thought about and you're not sure how your energy is impacting those types of decisions, then this conversation is for you. You are going to love it. We're talking all about how to align that internal well-being with the external to have your best life. So stay tuned for this conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome to the Speed of Life Show, the only podcast designed for lawyers, leaders, and high achievers to help you harness your conscious and subconscious power in order to reach highest levels of success and fulfillment. I'm your host, Navneet Mann. I am a success coach for professionals, a speaker, and a lawyer, and I am here to transform your life. With over a decade of experience across business, personal development, and communications, I've created the most streamlined processes to help you navigate the stresses of your high-level career, learn to balance your busy life, and fast-track your way to success. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. All right. Hello, Brianne. I'm so excited to have you on um, the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and have these conversations with you. Oh, I already know this is going to be
0: such a juicy topic. So before we dive in, um, why don't you start off
1: by telling everyone who you are, what you do, um, and then we'll get started. Yeah, uh, my name is Bree Chima, and I'm a holistic healer. And my focus is on connecting, reconnecting uh, the body into the energy systems, and I work a lot with trauma and the chakra system, um, and basically just redefining healing in human health. Um, I think that, you know, along the way, we kind of segregated all these pieces of ourselves, you know, or Our mind is separate from our emotions and our physical bodies isn't included in that. And my work is really to integrate it all um, so we can go back to wholeness. And, you know, it involves a lot of shadow work and all the juicy goodness that I'm sure we'll jump into today.
0: (laughs) Oh, we will. I'm so excited. So um, start off by telling us a little bit more about... um, The mind and the emotions and how that's disconnected with the physical, because I'm so interested in hearing more about that. I know a lot of people listening are starting to touch on these concepts and really starting to understand all of the connections, right, between our mind, um, the internal soul, if you want to call it that, the energies, and then also the physical body. So touch on that, but also tell us how you got into this. There's so many questions I have for you.
1: (laughs) I love it. Yeah, so you know, I'll start with the second question was how I got into this was I grew up with really bad anxiety. You know, it started when I was 11 and, you know, my mom put me in Western therapy. Um, and I started to like see tons of, of therapists of all kinds. It was kind of this revolving door and some that were really, you know, made a profound impact on my life. And, um, and then I stopped to kind of in high school and then you know, when I hit my early twenties, I went back. And when I went back, I realized that there was something missing for me. I would go and I would sit in front of a therapist, like I had done for so many hours and I couldn't feel it. Mm -hmm. And there was a point where, you know, I was in front of this really educated human being, you know, with a PhD and all the works and, you know, phenomenal at what he was doing, but I was so empty. And I thought, you know, I'm more than my mind. I'm more than what this like diagnosis is or you know this box that I was kind of you know put into, which is super relevant for, for this today's topic um, And so I walked out. I walked out halfway through this like 200 session and was kind of like, I'm sorry, but there's there's no more work to be done here. And at that point, you know I was on this voyage and this woman, this healer came to me, Dale, who yeah. a lot of my friends know, including you. Um, and I started doing energy work. Like every week for two years, I went and saw her. Wow. And I was just obsessed. I was just like, I think it was what I was needing, you know, or what I was missing through all of those years of just being so focused on the mind. Um, and then, you know, from there, you know how the journey just unravels. and And, you know, it's been years, 10 years, and now I'm here teaching, which is so beautiful.
0: <laughs> I love this. Cause of course we've known each other forever um, since childhood. So mm-hmm. it has been amazing to kind of see, you know, your, your journey from then. And then we had a period of time where we, we hadn't connected in a while. And then as life would have it, we, you know, miraculously found each other again, reconnected yeah. and it feels like nothing has passed um, mm-hmm. or no time has passed, but seeing where you are now and understanding what you were going through back when I knew you, I I knew you at the age of 11, you know? So it's, I, at that time when did not have the comprehension to probably understand what you were going through, or I was also going through something of my own. Right. So it's so interesting that your journey um, started off in Western medicine through therapy and really just We spend so much time diagnosing what's wrong with us and trying to fix everything in our brain. And the only way we can really understand is understand it is if it's logical. But you got to that point where you're sitting in front of like this top therapist and, you know, got the diagnosis, but still didn't feel right, you know, so. It's just fascinating to me that you you knew that it was to do more with the internal, with the energies and things like that. So how would somebody else identify that? Because a lot of people get to this point where they've got the diagnosis or, you know, these days, a lot of people are just told, well, you're stressed out, you just need to take care of yourself or it's self-care. Um, and that doesn't always resonate with people because we don't know as a society what that actually means and how to take care of ourselves. So what would you say would help other people if they've gotten to this point where seemingly the problem is fixed, but their life does not feel complete?
1: Mm, such a good question. And, and so relevant, you know, because we we all kind of get to this point and I'm going to really tie in, um, you know, our journeys is that we all get to this point, I think, where transformation is like the only option. And what I mean by that is an example is you with law, I think mm-hmm. is, is so parallel because, you know, here's you and me and, you know, I'm going through the Western, you know, cycle, right. I'm, I'm going through the top dogs and I'm trying to find, and I'm searching and I'm very young energy and action. I'm fighting for myself, And you are too, you know, you're climbing this ladder of of law to get to the top. And it's a funny thing that happens when you reach a point, it just happens. And, and that's the beauty. And this is like the realm of the unseen. This is the spiritual realm, the energetic realm, the celestial realm. This is the part of our life that like, we cannot explain we do so much work, right? We like do everything we can. And we're like, we're digging. And this is the beauty of humans is we're like fighting, right? Mm -hmm. we're like, for you, you're studying and and you're investing time and you're with prestigious people. And, and, you know, it's this, this fight. And then you get to a point where you settle and you're Mm -hmm. like, something's off. And this is, this is the point is that Sometimes we realize this really early. Sometimes we realize it, you know, really, really late. But the point is, is that there's always this, this point where there's this inner voice. There's this like tug that's like something's off. Right. And, you know, you had it, I had it. And to listen to that voice, I think, I don't think I know is our compass, And, you know, I think that, you know, we as humans learn by doing and, and in my work, I don't believe in like, you know, kind of resisting. I follow a path more of Tantra, which is everything is medicine. So I use that to get to my medicine of, of my journey. And you, use the Western world, you needed to fulfill something in your psyche, in your ego to get there and be like, this isn't all it is. Right. And I think that's a
0: powerful message because so many people are, that's all we know, you know, it's the blueprint that we're given from the age of five, from the age of going to kindergarten, you know, you're supposed to meet certain criteria, learn certain things, and then eventually get better grades. Um, and you're competing with your classmates all the time. It's, it's this very, um, alpha type of energy, right? Like, okay, I need to be the best. And then you already know by the time you're in high school, now I need to go and get into some sort of college. So what am I doing to prepare for that? And then I get my degree and then I get into a really good job. Then I get a promotion. Then I get a house and a mortgage and a bigger mortgage. And it's just this blueprint that we're given that this is what it's supposed to look like. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't question it because we're not really told we can, like we don't have that permission, you know. Um, So I think it's, it's admirable when people are able to look at themselves objectively and say, wait a second, you know, this isn't it. And like you said, that tug that, that inner voice, we just suffocate that voice so much. We're just like, I don't know what to do with you. I'm so afraid of you. Please shut up. So you just keep going down this path. That's making you miserable,
1: but you're not questioning it. Like it's, it blows my mind. Oh, totally. And, And you know, it's funny because it's like, we're not, you know, the society isn't built for us to question. Otherwise it wouldn't work. And, and, you know, when we look at our society, it's like this hierarchy, you know, and, and, and in that, that hierarchy, what we're saying is that the people who are on the top, you know, and you're, you would, you're considered to be on the top now, right? It, you know, you are better than me. Mm. And, and this is a really dangerous place to be because then we start to separate each other. And then we start to, you know, really put all of our value and our worth on what we do and not who we are and I think that that is like the most flawed part of our entire societal system that's completely bullshit I'm gonna say it because we are all here we are all here to live out a purpose and sometimes that is a lawyer this is the beauty of it sometimes it is you know these like prestigious, you know, medical doctors that are phenomenal at what they do. And I I really want to be clear on that is that like, this isn't about, you know, pushing away the Western world, the material world. This is about weaving both and understanding that there's a need for all of us, including everyone in the Western world. And so, you know, when we can like collide these two together and see that like spirit and science are not separate, material and spiritual are not separate, our physical body and our ener- energy systems are all one, we mm-hmm. can start to like look at everyone as our fellow brothers and sisters, opposed to somebody who we need to compete with. Yes. And, you know, there's no competition. No, I mean, everybody is in their own lane. And I I
0: love what you just touched on right there is that as a society, we put our value and worth into what we do, you know, and that's evident as soon as you meet somebody, the first thing they ask you sometimes before even really knowing your name is what do you do? That is our social norm. That's how we make conversation because we have placed so much value and emphasis on that. So, I mean, there's so many directions that I want to go with what you just covered, because that was so deep, like it was so, so important. Um, And one of which is you said there's this hierarchy, right? So people that end up being in these positions of status, so to speak, in their careers, whether that is in corporate, whether that's in politics, what any anyone that has influence or whether it's a lawyer or a doctor, not only I think does the, does the psyche become, or the ego start to believe that I am better than people or whatever it is, because that's what society's put you on this pedestal, but also the fear kicks in is I can't change because anything else that I do is not going to be as good as what I already am doing, you know? So not only am I better than others, but I'm so afraid if I, if I make a move, it's it's going to mean that I'm moving down in life and moving down a notch. So and I think that's something a lot of people really, really battle with. It's just this internal struggle. And I often call it like fear of self-judgment. Like we are our worst critics, but it really is stopping people from growing. And, um, you know, to piggyback on that, you also mentioned the fact that we need all sorts of people in this world in order to make society work, Right. So the doctors, the, you know, all of these different types of people, maybe that's their Dharma and that's what they need to do in order to make like this whole world work. I think the problem, and I'd love your thoughts on this, um, becomes when we feel like we don't have an option, but to be in one of those buckets, but to really fit that mold of society. Um, So even though maybe I'm not the person that's meant to be this high status lawyer, and that's not something that's aligned with me, I feel like I have to do it because those are the only options I was given. So I don't know what it looks like to do something different. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Certainly a lot of people listening to this and people that follow me um,
1: struggle with that. So what are your thoughts about that? It's so resonant and, you know, you're not alone. I I think that, you know, the first thing that comes to me when you bring that up is there's this deep, deep fear of rejection Mm -hmm. and, you know, to be able to bear our authenticity, not only to the world, but to ourselves, to be radically nabbed, to be radically brief, full mm. expression in whatever that looks like, which would always be changing, requires a lot of courage. Because within that, right, we're we're risking a lot. We're risking, you know, our reputation. And, you know, to go for full circle here, our reputation is what this whole society is built on. Yes. That's what, right? So we can kind of see that, like, that coming around and that making so much sense and I think that, you know, as people, when we think of like, when we're young, like, you know, just as a child, we need mom and dad for everything. And this is where we learn, you know, in these really, really young ages is like, if I don't fit in with my tribe, if I don't fit in with my family, if I'm rejected from my family, that literally means death.
0: Yeah. That means
1: mommy can't feed me. That means nobody can pick me up. It, you know, there's actually a threat. And then when we come to this age and we're still carrying the shadow, this exact shadow that mirrors the society to keep us in this way and it doesn't heal, we continue living like that. Yeah, we, we continue having, you know, the stress response in the body is the same. It's like, I feel like I'm going to die. It feels like death. But when we work through it consciously, and we slowly make these steps, you know, to be able to be our full selves to the world. I mean, that's why we're here. When people ask, what's the purpose of life? I say it's to be yourself. Yes. That's it. And, and whatever comes from you being yourself, again, whether that's a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, it doesn't matter whether you're a shaman in the woods, a healer like me. All that matters is that we are living our exact truth authentically, radically. And that takes a lot of guts, and it's a lifelong process and we do the work, right? This is where shadow work comes in. but I, I understand, you know, and and you know, a lot of you know my clients come to me and they say, "I don't know what I want to do. You know, I feel like I'm a healer. I feel like I'm this way. And you know, we don't need to know right away sometimes. Because here's the thing, too, with this work is we're healing people, whether they come and pay us or not. Mm-hmm. Everyone is our teacher all the time. The mailman who triggers us, the person at the grocery store, our mom, our dad. And so when we can look at our life like this, you know, this is where we really start to see that, like, you know, not everything is about our career. Mm-hmm. It's about living.
0: Wow. Wow. I, that was just so beautifully put. I mean, the purpose to life is just to be yourself and like live that in the most authentic and like radical way. I think if we can just grasp that one point, what a beautiful place society could be, you know, what a beautiful world this could be, because we're all giving ourselves permission just to be us in accordance with ourselves. And that's what we fail to do. We're all trying so hard to fit this mold um, that was, you know, made by capitalism to keep us going in this cycle and not question anything. Because once you question things and you open your mind up, like you're you're dangerous, you're a threat to this whole system. Um, and I think we are definitely seeing a shift. Um, and that's why we people like you and I can have these conversations right now and you know you're seeing this influx of people coming and working with you and same thing I'm seeing so many people coming to me that are questioning this their path especially um over the last you know year and a half or so where we've been in this world crisis um you talked a couple of times about shadow work so for those that don't know what shadow work is fill us in on what that is and how that could be impacting people without them really knowing it.
1: Mm, Yeah, thank you for shining light on that, actually. Um, So shadow work is basically the process of going deep within the wounds. Um, You know, for shadow work, this can look like we regress back and we move through it. And so we're kind of constantly always bringing up these pains. You know, a, a good example would be, you know, something that's unconscious that we do and we're continuing to do this thing. Right. And we, and we, we, we feel stuck. There's a shadow there. And, and what we mean by that is the wound is in the shadow. Therefore, we can't see it. Mm. And so the process of shadow work is like, we dig, we're like doing the work, right? We hear this topic or this term a lot, doing the work. And when we do the work, we're kind of like inner, you know, digging inside and looking and we're trying to find it, but it's in the shadow. But once it kind of comes to the light, once we bring light on it, this piece is healed. So it's about exposure of the wound. And a really, really good way to do this is through other people, group work. And, you know, you can imagine, right, you're sitting in a circle with 16, 20 other people and you're sharing how, you know, you know, me is a good example. I've had, you know, jealousy, you know, it's been a really big shadow for me. Right. So this is actually a really good, you know, applicable Thing to talk about. And I want to, I want people to see I'm human is, you know, jealousy is the piece. And then it's like, I don't understand, but why, you know? And then I'm like digging and I'm like, okay, well maybe it's this and this and this and this, but you could see how, if I'm sitting in a circle with people and I bring this up, I have 16 different mirrors in front of me. Yes. People that sketch me, people like I'm shattering my ego. I'm shattering the layers that are on top of this wound to allow it to come to light. And so this is really like the work that, you know, I primarily work with and it, it can be hard and, and really sticky. And it's, it's kind of the reverse of like this new age kind of spiritual way of being like, we have to just think positively and, you know, it's okay. And, and change your mindset. We do that too. We, we do that work, but we can't forget the shadows. Mm-hmm. We can't forget our wounding. We can't forget to come back to like the little nav or the little brie inside to tend to them because that's how they heal right they'll get our attention through the body they'll get our attention through the emotions and they'll keep knocking until it's like screaming right we can think about like anxiety or depression or or all of these like ailments that happen in the body when the little us are screaming at us to be healed
0: absolutely i think that is so important for people to understand because oftentimes we write off these little symptoms, um, as just symptoms, right? So it's that knocking of what's going on internally is it's a sign. It's trying to tell us something what by the time, in my opinion, things manifest in your physical body, they've already been, you know, circulating on in the internal body and like the energy sources and things like that things are already happening um and then it it manifests in in anxiety in stress in headaches in fatigue and all of these things so people recognize the the signs but they don't really know what it is or they'll write it off as just being like i'm just stressed work is really busy i'm burning out but taking that a layer deeper like you said there's so many different layers on top of that wound i think that is it's so important to dig into because you're right, most people these days are just doing the affirmations, just doing the mindset work, the mindset shifts. But I like to go even deeper than that as well and call it more of the subconscious. And then after the subconscious, which is still, you know, still in the mind, like what is actually going on with with your energy? And how are how are we shifting that? Mm -hmm. um all of this brings me back to what you originally talked about is like the mind and the emotion and how it's so disconnected with the physical for so many people and that's some of the work that you do so talk a little bit about how to connect all of those things in order to have a life where you're actually happy and you're doing it for you and not for everybody else's pleasure and expectations
1: yeah totally (laughs) um Yeah, it's such a good one. So like, you know, we can, we can see when we're stuck in the mind, right. And this is like, if we're really heady and we're studying a lot and we're scrolling and you can almost feel the energy, the subtle energy. It's like, you can actually feel heady, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm so much in my head. You hear people like, you know, and thoughts are racing and they're really aggravated and you're kind of bouncing and going from one worry to the other and thinking about the future, dwelling on the past, we can see here we're stuck in the mind.
0: Yeah. It's like, think, 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 think. think and everything's going to be resolved through thinking. And that's all they know, right? Or that's all we know as a society, oftentimes.
1: Totally. And, and planning, right? The mind loves to plan. Like, oh, this is the problem and I'm going to solve them right away, right now. Right? And the Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um and you know what happens a lot of the times is because we're raised in this in this society that kind of is not really body based, you know? We're not really taught to like get into our body. We're not taught nutrition. We're not taught basic things that we actually need to survive. I mean, we need food to survive, we need proper hydration to sur- to survive, and we're not even taught those things. And so <clears throat> You know, when I say reconnect them, a big part of this is embodiment. And so, you know, I hear people will come to me and be like, I can't meditate, you know, like I can't sit, my head is, you know, scrambling and I would never expect anybody new to the work to sit in silence ever. Usually what we need is we need a release, right? We do this through the breath. The breath is really the bridge between like the unseen and the seen, and what i mean by that is you know we inhale through the, to through the lungs which is physical and then it's going into air something yeah. we can't see it's going back right the same breath i take is a breath you take yeah and so the breath really connects us back into our body and it really connects us back into our emotional body specifically and so you know if somebody is super heady something i always recommend is just like some sort of movement somatic movement which is generally like nonlinear. So, you know, even in yoga, which is so incredible, you know, we're doing certain poses, which can be a mind thing, right? In yoga, we're really strengthening the mind, we're purifying the mind. But with nonlinear movement, this is just a way for us to tap into our bodies. It's just a Mm -hmm. way to move and be with the physical body and to be present within it. Because when we can drop from the head to the heart when we can drop from the head to the body, the mind can ease up a bit and we can be present. We can't be present in the mind. We can only be present when we're observing the mind. And sometimes to observe the mind, we need to do a bunch of different practices. You know, there are tons of modalities and methods that I personally use because I can't sit in front of every client and give them the same, you know, recommendation because everyone is different.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And that's
1: my job, right? My job is to look at everyone and be like, I think this is a good path for you. I feel this is a good path for you. But to connect all of these things, the physical body is our anchor. And this goes for like proper nutrition, you know, proper exercise, proper breath, proper hydration. This is us like strengthening this vessel. So, you know, we can start to reconnect because a lot of us are walking around with this belief that the body is just supposed to get us from A to B, it's just supposed to carry the mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's false. Wow. Oh my goodness. That That was
0: so, so, so good. I mean, everything that you touched on everything from being in your head and dropping down to your body. I think we hear that a lot. um, And people suggest that and recommend that a lot, but nobody has ever explained it in the way that you just did. And I hope that was, you know, people listening really, really take value out of that is being able to actually drop into your body where you're not thinking about the motions, because like you said, I mean, meditating for a newbie is it's difficult. I tried for a long time to force myself. I would listen to apps. I would like, you know, it was so funny because a few years ago, I remember asking my massage therapist, like, what do you do when you meditate like i don't know what to think about what am i supposed to think about <laughs> like my logical brain was like trying to over analyze meditation it was so funny because so funny. i <laughs> i really <laughs> i really wanted to learn but i had yeah. no idea how you know and mm. i and now i find that with people that come to me and it's it, it's you can't just say just go and be just go and be in silence and observe your thoughts or observe your breath or anything so even the nonlinear movement and like not judging yourself and just getting up and like just moving however your body needs to move, whether that's with music or not, like whatever you need to do, I think is just so important because we really do need as a society to drop out of the brain because thinking, thinking, thinking and planning, like you said, is it oftentimes brings up new thoughts and, and new stressors and um, even more, commotion than we were in before. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that was super valuable. And then um, you said something at the at the end there about your body, um, not just being a vessel. It's really interesting, because there's a reason we're here. And we, we all as humans chose to be in these bodies, they do serve a bigger purpose than just being a, a vessel to get us from point A to point B, there is something that is so much deeper that comes with working with the body, nourishing the body, caring for the body in, in ways that go beyond the, um, you know, it's not superficial. It's not about looking a certain way, but it's really about how, when we treat our body well, how it treats us as well. And I think that's something that is massively neglected um, in our society. And it's really become about the superficial. It's become about the diet culture. It's become about the filters and what we look like and what we're supposed to look like. This ideal, you know, of the standard of ideal physical beauty or whatever you want to call it, right? So um, I'm really glad that you that you really brought that to light right now is because I think oftentimes people are just like, I need to get out of my head and I'm, I'm overwhelmed and I'm overanalyzing, but they don't know how, or the fact that caring for the body is actually one really amazing way to get out of your
1: head. Mm -hmm. It's, it's probably the most amazing way now. And, you know, for all the listeners here, you know, if, if you're curious on your journey or if you're in a space that you know you're kind of in your career and, and you know this all resonates for you and you're like but I, I don't know how or it seems too far away or it seems too woo-woo. Start with the physical body because as I said before and how i always say the physical is not separate from the spiritual. so if you want to start spiritual work, the first thing I would say to you is start on start with your relationship to your physical body. It is the most, you know, rewarding and beautiful process is building a relationship that is so deep to it, you know, and we do this through food. We do this through movement. We do this through walking bare feet in the soil. We do this through gardening. We do this through the breath, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But when we build this relation to it, relationship to it, you know, our whole life will flourish. we can we can really withstand all of the the other maybe woundy parts, but only when the foundation is strong. And this is our foundation. It's our home, yes. and and you know, it's it's so sacred. It's such a sacred act that you know, I can't stress it enough. And I love the physical body. you know i'm a, I'm a nutritionist, and that's how I started my journey. You know, and and my relationship to food and and you know, just physical too. Like you talked about the way we're women are supposed to look now, you know, it's one thing after another. And I think now more than ever we need to reconnect to our bodies because the mind is a lot younger than the physical body. And what I mean by this is like we look at cavemen Mm -hmm. and the development of like, you know, our intellect has really like evolved. But the physical body has always known what to do. Right. That's a valid point. You know, they were hunting and they knew what to eat, right? All of these tribes, they were like eating intuitively. They were following the stars. There were all of these things, you know, that we read about, but the body is so ancient and the wisdom that the body holds, right? This is like our, our gut feelings. All of Mm. our, everything is within the body. And so when it's clear, we can easily hear messages, you know, but when we're in a state of repair all the time, because of, you know, chemical foods or alcohol or stress, regular stuff, no judgment, we can't hear deeper messages. So the body needs to come down from a repair state into a state of relaxation. And when it's in relaxation, it's open to all of above. And so, you know... That's the beauty of this work is for anyone on on this call, for anyone listening to this, who are really stuck in the head and and need proof and tangible, tangible, you know, results start with your body, you know, because you, that's the most tangible thing. And yeah. And,
0: and we all know how to treat it. We just don't do it. And it's funny because it's the first thing to be neglected when you're busy or when you're stressed out, you're like. I'll just grab fast food on the way home, or I need to have a drink tonight, or I'm not sleeping enough, or, you know, I don't have time to work out. Like that's the first thing to fall off of our list. And I'm guilty of it. I've been there as well, you know, but the one thing for me through the last like year or so that's really been getting me through is I've got a morning, like grounding practice, you know, where I am doing my morning yoga, I'm connecting to my breath, I'm doing my meditation, I'm literally sitting there heart hand on heart and like thanking my heart and thanking my body and like everything that that we go through um, in our physical um, in order for me to remember, like what what I'm doing, where I'm where I am and being grounded to that message. So I think it's it's something that we're constantly working on and something that I'm constantly working on. But I think that is an amazing tip that you just gave everyone is to really start with the body. And I think a lot of people are skeptical of like the energy work and the spirituality. Although I know that there is the shift where we're open to it more as a society, but um, what a beautiful place to start and really get to know yourself. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I can like, talk about this with you forever. Um, but what I want to do as we kind of wrap up is ask you what, um, tips you would give people that are in that place where they're feeling stuck, like you said, right. They, they know they want to change maybe the trajectory of their life. They're just not happy where they are, whether that's to do with their career, whether that's to do with their, um, spiritual practices or what have you, but they know that change is needed they just have no idea what that looks like and where to start. What would you recommend to them and what would you say?
1: Hmm, Such a good question. Um, You know, my first feeling when you ask that is to sit down with yourself and write a list of all your curiosities. And when I say curiosities, I mean everything, all of the things that, you know, we all have them, they pop into our head. Maybe there's You know, someone who's always dreamt about growing an organic garden and selling them at a farmer's market. And it's just, oh, it's just a dream that I think about. Or somebody wants to write a book and they're like, oh, yeah, I just always thought about that. Go back, you know, in the timeline of your life and really take inventory of all of these like genuine curiosities and don't fluff them off as a dream and write them down and just sit with them. You don't need to do anything with them right then. But, you know, this is the beauty of this work is whether you, you know, believe in the, in the celestial realm or not, it's always working. And so if you can sit down, you know, and give yourself a sacred space, you can even do like a ritual. You can sit down in the evening and light a candle, you know, light sage, put on music, maybe draw a tarot or two and just, Write it all down, and you can even ask you know, you can put it in your journal or wherever and ask for clear, you know, uh, clarity or guidance on what to do next. But when we can like write it on the paper and look at it and be like, oh wow, maybe these aren't just like fluffed off curiosities, maybe my purpose is actually lying within these, and that's why it keeps knocking up, that's why mm-hmm. it keeps being like hey, now remember when I said that you wanted to write a podcast? Remember when I said that you wanted to coach people? And now here you are. Because probably to some degree you've always wanted to speak. Probably yes. to some degree you've always wanted to like use your voice in such a powerful way, which you have all along. And that now you're here. so true.
0: And that I think is key is like those curiosities, like you said, they're always knocking. I, it, you're right. I was in fourth grade. I remember winning a speaking competition and I've oh. always wanted to speak. So It's all come full circle to connect. Yeah. I mean, the, those dots have connected going backwards, you know, and, and I, I, I get the same question quite a bit too. That's why I love getting other people's perspective on, you know, how to answer that question for, for folks that are curious because People often think that I should be able to brainstorm and then the idea will just pop up and come to me. But we don't realize like even getting to the point where we're at now has taken a number of years. It's taken so many evolutions of who who you are and what you've learned and what you've experienced, right? A, to get to um, your point of what you thought success should, should be, and then B, to get to a point of realizing that that's not your path. So it it does take different iterations. So I, I often tell people like you really need to sit with it and see what feels good. And beyond, I mean, writing it out and being curious about it is beautiful. But then also, in addition to that, there is this um, being able to get curious in a way where you're actually starting to dip your feet in like, what happens if you're if you're into dance and you just take a dance class or not or just start dancing in your daily life or start painting or writing or speaking or whatever right like there's so much we live in this beautiful age right now where anything is possible and you can literally try anything and make a career out of it yeah. <laughs> you know like you can get paid for basically anything right now so it's <laughs> yeah. like why you know but yet yeah, people are so afraid to try so that's always one thing i say is go out and try mm-hmm. and see what feels good and don't 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 put pressure on yourself to have to pick tomorrow but start, you know, seeing what really feels good
1: to you, what you're really aligned with. And I think that in itself is, is very powerful. Totally. And, and that's the next step, right? Is like curiosity is our opening. And then from there, the seeker is born, you know, Mm. from the curiosity, the seeker is born. And the difference between that is when we're curious, we're kind of, like you said, we're dipping our toes, but we're a little bit cautious. And then this seeker awakens. And when the seeker awakens, we're on this like trailblazing path, that nothing could ever stop it. And no one, no one could ever tell us differently. And and I think that that's the point that, you know, we're all trying to get each other to. And, um, you know, no matter where you are in your life, no matter how stuck you feel, you can always get out. And usually when you're stuck, that's, it's perfect because some people go their whole life, like not feeling that they're stuck. So if you're actually sensitive enough to the fact that you're stuck prayers, (laughs) that's your, that's your inner self. That's your authentic self. That's it. That's like the true, you being like, Hey, something's wrong here. I'm not happy. I don't want this. So, you know, That's the thing too, is like some people have a desensitivity to these signs and then the people who are really, really highly sensitive, a lot of the times feel stuck all the time and that's not a bad thing. I mean, if you have a high sensitivity, then like whoever's on this call and has a high sensitivity, like that's it, that's your work and it's so beautiful, you know, I mean, how beautiful is it to be so sensitive to the world around you and to yourself? It's just about honing it then and working with people and doing the work and, and clearing out and using the sensitivity in a way to uplift others. And, and it's that's, a, that's, it's that right. connection, right? Like it's that,
0: that sensitivity is like, it you don't even have to dig for it. The rest of us are looking for that. You're, you've already got the connection. So um, yeah, I think a lot of people fear that. But like you said, when you're when you're stuck, I often say that means like you're at the edge of your comfort zone, that that's just an indication that something beautiful is on the other side, right? Even with fear, like fear is an indication that you're meant for something bigger or something else is waiting for you. And, you know, it's just that's that's a sign to so lean into that rather than getting afraid and moving away. So I think that's so beautifully put. Um okay so before we go tell people where they can find you um, and connect with you and learn more
1: and work with you. Yeah so my website is uh, www.breechima.com um and on Instagram I'm Chima with two eyes um and you can email me dm me um and we can set up like a 15 minute consult call um and yeah, I would love to work with whoever's pulled to this work and, you know, is ready for a deeper journey. And if I'm not that person, that is okay too. Um, but yeah, I'm so thankful that you had me on this talk today. I feel like we are ancient soul sisters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I feel that connection. (laughs) I know I'm I'm so grateful I know we've been trying to do this for so long I'm so so happy that we got to have this conversation and go really deep I can't wait for the next one because there's so many questions I still have I know Um, I will link all of your contact information in the show notes so people can contact you and learn more about what you do and work with you because you're so amazing
1: and I know they're gonna love it Uh, and you too I love you so much and thank you everyone who has Listening today, I hope that it was healing and nourishing as it was for Navinai as always. <laughs> and thank I can't wait you. to be on the show again. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you too.
0: Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speed of Life show. If so, please hit subscribe and write us a review. We would love to reach more people like you and support them on their journeys. And if you are ready to reach the next level of success, want support to fast track your way to your goals, then head over to navneetman.com and book a call to chat with me about your options. Thank you again for joining me here today. I'll be back next week. Same time, same place. See you then.